and I remember that conversation too. Well, and as soon as she starts moving things with her mind, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's the reference to Friday the Thirteenth. And then at the very end, I'm like, wait, that's the reference to Friday the Thirteenth. Yes, <laughs> yeah. So so they basically made Carrie versus Jason. Yes. Without paying for the rights of Carrie, they did. <laughs> Carrie versus Jason. I love it. Yeah. Welcome back to the Remedial Film Class Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. And I'm Travis. And I am George. George, do you ever have performance anxiety when you're about to start a show with your band? Never. Next time you're getting ready for the show, I mm-hmm. want you to look out at the crowd and I want you mm-hmm. to think, they're all going to laugh at me. <laughs> Oof. And then show them your fun bags. <laughs> is that what her mom called no, no. but what her mom called no, her she called them uh, uh like something about their devil pillows or something <laughs> she called them something and then she said devil pillows i thought it was fun bags i guess not uh maybe, maybe i should missed, go back watch it missed again it. this movie <laughs> uh, is worth a second look guys we watched 1976 carrie uh george initial impressions yes, before we get into who made it and why we're watching it how did you right, like well, the movie carrie you're going to have to really get into like who made it and stuff like that because there was like a, a ladies locker room scene while the credits were rolling right off the bat and i'm like i i'm trying to like pay attention to like who like whose names and stuff are across the screen and i'm like i can't read any of this man yeah that was my first note is george is not reading these credits <laughs> You were about to get a full frontal of Nancy Allen. You don't look at the credits. Yeah, I'm like, let me just like, all right, let me let me check the names real quick. All right, no, nope. I, I didn't retain any of that. Nope, not at all. Yeah, he has no idea who directed this, who was in it. No, I know it was De Palma because you told me that last week. But okay. like, yeah, if you didn't, if you hadn't, I wouldn't remember that. It was actually Tim Burton, but it was not Tim Burton, <laughs> unless uh, Brian De Palma is like a, a like a stage name for. Tim Burton. Could be. Well, Tim Burton's probably a stage name for like Tim Burton. But <laughs> it's, I don't know. it's short for Timothy. So once <laughs> you got out of the credits and the shirts went yeah. back on, did you enjoy oh, the yes. rest of the movie, George? Uh no, not at all. Uh it was it was terrible and but it was good. I'm glad I watched it. It's one of those movies where um like if someone now that I have seen it, um it confessed that they hadn't seen it. I would say, oh, you have to see that. And if they were like, oh, is it good? I'd be like, no, but, but you, you have, have to, see, to see, it. see it. You but, know what I mean? Like, it's, I, it's iconic. Yes. There's, some, there's lots of scenes in here I recognize, and I'm glad that I watched it because now I, like, understand a lot more of the pop culture that has mm. happened. It, it, even in my own household, as I was growing up, I had no idea that some of the things that... Why were, you were, were looked at a certain way. ...were being referenced. Yeah. Like, literally... It, We've talked about this before, you know, when I was growing up, Travis is now my brother-in-law, but at some point, Travis was a boyfriend, right? And like... Of your sisters. You know, oh, your sisters, not yours. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that, I'm just yeah. saying, like, well, you're just you're, too you're young for me. You're my brother-in-law now. I didn't say you were my <laughs> husband now, but you're a, you're, yeah, you were, you're a boyfriend, right? Yes. My sister's boyfriend. And my mother, like... Was not that bad. Was not that bad. But she had her moments. I just remember like Travis referencing this movie and like comparing my mother to this mother. <laughs> and I had never seen the movie. I was 17, right? folks. So, I had a lot of anger. So, oh my God. like, you know, the <laughs> mom, I, I, I love you. So uh, there was like references happening in my household when I, I mean, how old was I? Like eight years old? Yeah. Between when, five to eight. You yeah, know. when you ca- you know, when you were dating my oldest sister. So like I didn't know any of this stuff, but like now it's like all <laughs> making sense. So yeah. there you go. We were able to tie up some loose ends that have been sitting there for twenty something mm-hmm. years. Yeah. yeah. I had a lot of feelings watching it this time. Cause I hadn't seen it in a long time. Like we're talking maybe thirty years. Okay. 
25 years since I've seen this. And back then I didn't think of these things, but watching it now, I'm like, I, I, there's so much about this movie that could have been way more phenomenal, but because it was made when it was made, they didn't kind of get deeper. It, it does suffer from being made in the seventies. Yeah. Cause there's a lot of interesting stuff they could have done and they didn't, mm-hmm. which made it feel rushed. And like, it's basically two days in the life of this girl. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and I'm watching it. Well, it's like, like a, it's like a week, but yeah, but it feels like, it feels like you're watching a sitcom and it's like, yeah, like a week, but it feels mm-hmm. like two days. Because all of a sudden it's like she's in the shower and then she's going to the prom. Yeah, it does skip. Like the the prom was like a week away. Yeah, and when the, the shower punishment thing happened, it, to me it was basically they had they had an ending in mind. They knew what they wanted to do with her. Mm-hmm. They knew the outcome. Yes, they knew they wanted to point out the which I'm sure Dan's going to bring up the hysteria. They wanted to point out the hysteria, the religious hysteria of the time. Yes, and they wanted to show the result of that. But I felt that the, watching it this time that it kind of suffered from not giving more interaction, more discovery between Carrie and her mother. You know, have her mother treat her like she's possessed. Have her mother, uh, yeah, she did the punishment in the closet, but it was like so like quick. Like there should have been more where she felt like she was evil. She felt like I am this what my mother thinks I am, and then have her mm. have the discovery that she's just got a gift. She's not, she's like an X-Man. Like she's had, she's got a gift that everybody doesn't understand. And her mother, who's supposed to love her the most is the worst at not understanding what she has. And then calling her this and that. And I was just like, okay, it would have been way more interesting if there was all that, that back and forth between her mother and the discovery, just her figuring out who she is and why she's doing what she's doing. Cause they were trying, they had her at the library, they they had her reading, but it was they were so worried about getting her to the prom and doing that whole you know uh, she's all that storyline where they're gonna you know fake ask her out take her to the prom and then kind of mm. give you the bait and switch where they really were trying to be nice and the other two weren't like right they they had that outcome but they didn't there wasn't a great payoff like I really wanted to see Carrie especially since Sissy Spacek is so good I would have seen I would have liked to see her discovery of not being possessed, not being evil, and actually being a gift, gifted person. Right. And that would have been really cool. I don't know how you do that in an hour and a half. Well, and that's Th- the They thing, can do right? it now. You want the three-hour Marvel version of this movie. And that, no. Or the eight-episode HBO miniseries. And we're no. dealing with a 90 A two-hour movie would have been fine. I don't know. Two hours. Hey, so That's George, a lot to do in two hours, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian De Palma. They do it today. As we talked about with Scarface, uh, he's one of my favorite directors. This is another movie like Scarface that I don't think of as like a De Palma movie Mm. because the De Palma movies that I'm most in love with are a different style altogether. But technically this had so many Brian De Palma shots sprinkled in the middle of this Stephen King Malou that uh, I was just like, yeah, it's a De Palma movie. I just, I need to retrain my brain. Yeah, recognize. a lot of the framing was definitely him. Oh man, all that split diopter yeah. thing. Split, yeah. Oh, that, so and the good. perspective, like the the faded person in the background, mm-hmm, and then the mm-hmm, close ups, mm-hmm. like in the classroom. I was like, oh, this is totally the Palma, and it's it's great because you get the acting performance. You can see what the you know the surrounding characters are doing, but you still get your focus. I, I like I like that. Yeah, there's even a does. very uh, like a standard three shot where the J and B should have been if it was Scarface. Mm. So yes. it checked all my boxes. Uh, did you catch that it was a Stephen King book, George? Uh, yes, I did see that. Yes. Okay, so you saw some of the credits in between <laughs> all the goings on. Boobs, yeah. Yes, all the goings on, <laughs> yes. The B&B. So, yeah, uh, an Italian amount of boobs, I would say, at the beginning mm. of this movie. It feels uh, very much yes. like, like some of those Jalos. Uh, <laughs> Red Rings of Fear comes to mind yes. as one that has a kind of egregious uh unnecessary shower scene and here we are uh with the equivalent so to be fair this was two years before red rings of fear so maybe that's just more italian knockoff john travolta's in this movie guys yes he is tearing up the screen now did you recognize john john terrible actor yeah i did (laughs) i did and i think that's barbarino uh 
he, Travolta. Yeah, he might he might be on the same level as the other guy. Cage? Yeah. Wow. I mean, okay. it does make well, We definitely need to watch Face Off. A very they're good the, they're Face Off. <laughs> I've, I've seen that, and I okay. think that's the reason why I don't like either of them. I saw one like a long time ago when I was a kid, but I actually watched it and remember it. Mm. And I, um, yeah, yeah, Cage. There's only one good Travolta. scene in the movie to watch. Other than that, it's not that good. Yeah, I, I might really be able meme. to save John Travolta for you at some point. Okay, but yes. I can only think of one movie that'll do it. There's a couple, but I know what movie you're talking about. Well, let me tell you the meme I saw. It was like uh, Nick uh, Nick Cage like through the years, and it mm. was like pictures of him like getting older and like right in the middle was a picture of John Travolta and then it was like <laughs> all the other pictures of so that was funny it was good watching them impersonate each other like yes body language and you know like, the behavior but you know what you would really like if if you like good acting like that like actors acting like each other um there's an episode of community <laughs> oh boy um, <laughs> that's gonna be our shirt where, that, right? where they <laughs> do uh, where like Troy and Abed do like a a Freaky Friday mm-hmm. thing and uh, and they actually switch characters and they both like pretend they act each other's personalities right. it's, it's very good sounds good so not as good as Jamie Lee Curtis and Freaky Friday but I'm joking that's sarcasm I haven't seen <laughs> okay. Jamie Lee Curtis you didn't? your I, mom I, didn't I, let I, you watch that? I know no, no, that's I a think, Disney movie I think I've seen it but like they're all gonna laugh at you. I'm just—I don't know. I'm just kind of—I'm adjacent to all those hmm. uh, girly gotcha. Disney movies. I—I have—I know of them, but I—I I mean, you grew up in a house full of girls, right? So, so yeah. like I said, uh, yeah, I have and some. You have been caught watching Hannah Montana on your own, so that's just well. That's because I mean, <laughs> Miley Cyrus. Yeah, she's our generation's Dolly Parton. Okay, she's a treasure. <laughs> so. She's definitely a chest. Put that out there. No, I really I like uh, I like her, like her a lot. You heard here first. uh, Back back to this movie. Um, Travolta, Carrie Travolta. Yeah, Carrie Travolta. (laughs) Wait, I'd do anything for you, babe. I'm so confused, Uh, but you're sucking my dick. So okay. So John Travolta's girlfriend, the evil uh, Chris. In this that Did you recognize bitch. that actress at all? No. You have seen her before in one of your all-time favorite remedial film class movies. Oh, have I? She yes. was in The Shining? And I'll tell you, it's another, <laughs> it's a Vicki Vale situation for me. Because as a okay. kid, I saw Nancy Allen first in the other role. And that's kind of the box I, I kept her in. And then yeah. to go back and watch these De Palma movies where she is you know, young and attractive, it's jarring to my brain. Uh, she is the partner to Alex Murphy in RoboCop. Oh. Yeah. But she's all like short hair and kind of butched up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When we revisit RoboCop, he'll be like, oh, w- that was the chick nude in the shower. Yeah, I wouldn't have placed her there at all. <laughs> yeah. But she's great in this. Uh, she ends up marrying De Palma, so she's in a bunch of his movies in a row. Okay. And she's excellent uh, in all That's of them. That's one way to date a woman is just have her do full frontal in your movie. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, edit this out. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> like if you're interested <laughs> in an actress. That sounds, a, that sounds really similar to, like, shit that actually happened. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, he, that's, I guess, that's the way it worked in but the without 70s. The, but that, without the marrying afterwards. Because James Cameron did the same thing. He married every one of the women that were in his lead in his movies yeah well and people still i mean that jennifer lawrence lady was dating the director of mother right after that so you know there's something about artistic collaboration that brings the heart together and then box office results brings i've seen it happen even (laughs) even in community theater i've seen it happen i've seen like people that are acting across from each other they end up being together yes because there's just like that I don't know. But there's a connection there, man. There's a connection. There, yeah. there is something. There's a passion. Yeah, there. there is something about it when you connect with with someone over, you know, a hobby that you like really enjoy. Or, Which is why my wife doesn't or, like me doing plays. Or your art. <laughs> well, she shouldn't. It's good to be a little jealous. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, seriously. That's a that's a thing. Yeah. She's I like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, word. There's a lot of faces in this movie. There's another face in the same shower. Uh, Although not as nude. Uh, she ends up wearing a red hat for most of the time. Her name's Norma. 
She laughs. Yeah, I like Norma. Do you recognize Norma? No, <laughs> because but I you, like her. you totally should. Yeah. Who is she? She's from Halloween. Yeah. You she, see anything you like? She's Linda. Oh, that's her. <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah. I, no, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't recognize her. I think it might be like her first or second role. It's before Halloween, obviously. She was good. She reminded me a lot of myself in high school. She, yeah, she's quirky. She can tell us she's like she's down to she's down to instigate. I'm almost thinking it's it didn't say introducing PJ Souls, but I think this is like her first or second movie. Yeah, she's been in some other stuff, but nothing of note. This is like definitely her biggest role to date at the time she's in it, mm. and she nails it. Like she comes in, does the thing. Yeah. So I guess I guess we did see something we liked. And her Amy acting. Irving. Yeah, and Amy Irving is great. Uh, does a real good job. I don't know much of her other work. I mostly know her from this. I remember her a lot of 80s you're movies. You're saying like these Mickey names, but I don't recognize... Amy Irving was the friend, uh, or the, the daughter of the woman that Carrie's mother goes and tries to sell religion to. The daughter of the woman... Uh, okay, yeah. The, so the, the girlfriend yeah, of was, the guy that takes her to the prom. Yeah, she was the nice one. Yeah. yeah. She almost saves really the sure. day, but, but she doesn't quite. Day. She, yes, she tries to. Yeah. She tries to do something nice for Carrie. She tries to. She realizes what's about to happen. She gets, you know, she ends up being the only one that survives that whole yeah, ordeal. Yeah, so she does a few bigger movies with like Dudley Moore and stuff. She was in Mickey and Maud, and and then she gets Jasoned mm. at the very end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Before Jason. Before Jason. Yeah. That's what we were talking about last week. Uh, you don't get Friday the Thirteenth Part One without the ending to Carrie. Or part yeah. seven. And you don't get Friday uh, well, part seven at all I, without yeah. all of Carrie. Yes. And I dare say you don't get the first or any of the other seasons of Stranger Things without Carrie. True. Yeah. Oh uh, my gosh. 11 is totally Carrie. You just blew my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, 11 is what I'm talking about. Like, they get a second chance to tell the Carrie story with a lot of development, like you said, if they have enough weeks. Yeah, like Dan said earlier. Yeah, if you have enough weeks, you can really... But I didn't need all that. I don't need, like, the government program creating these super soldiers, all that crap. Like, just yeah. just a, a little bit more character work with the mom and her would have been fine. You know Another what I like about the way they did it, though? Is that they leave it open enough that you can look at Carrie and go, is she an X-Man? <laughs> As she's walking right. down the street covered in blood and the school's on fire and everybody's <sighs> dying. You think, like... Maybe her mom was onto something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's yeah. it's just ambiguous enough that yeah, you can assume she's a good guy and just push too far, but like also she might have had a demon in her boys. It's possible. They I leave mean, it's it open. To, it's something to definitely look into. But I mean they could have even talked about her kind of like the exorcist thing where her mother doing what she does might have opened her daughter up to being possessed. Like right? it's I mean, there's plenty of things they could have done that just make it a little more interesting. But if you put I'm too sure much the in book there, is then better. you start closing doors on people. If you yeah. leave it like this, we can interpret it all the different ways, and they're all True. valid because there's nothing to contradict our stance. I'm going to read the book, I think. I want to see what Stephen King had to say about it. I want to see if he put more character development in it. I think, isn't it, it just, his first novel, his first big novel? Yeah, it's, one, it's either that or Cujo. I think it is Carrie. So you probably don't get The Shining without Carrie. True. As a book. That's interesting. Hmm. And they're only a few years apart. That's wild. Like his uh, productivity during the oh, high God. cocaine eras of the late 70s. <laughs> Dude yeah, wrote a lot of books, books really, really fast. And they were all good. I mean, good stuff. Even the short stories were, you know, made in the full length movies. They were good. I mean, George didn't like him, but. No. What are you talking about? Like Stand By Me is 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 a short story he wrote. Oh. Uh Carrie. You haven't seen Pet Cemetery. You haven't seen a couple of the other movies we're probably gonna watch okay. down the road. But he has touched a lot of really, really golden movies. Let's put it that way. We're based on his books. Yeah. We should watch Misery. Oh, I'm sure we will at some no, point. No, I, I, I mean, I, I think I always kind of like, you know, Stephen King's stories. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I said I didn't like this movie to start out, but like, 
you know, the, I think I don't think the movie does as much justice. At, you know, I think the movie. You're right. It's it could have it it could have been a good movie. Like the novel's for probably great. Is what was the novel's probably, probably great. Yeah. They like probably this, left a lot of stuff. It's a out. cool. It's a cool idea. Like mm-hmm. it's a, yeah. I mean that but, last ten minutes. Is you mean the so, last half hour? Well, okay. So right, I right when she right when they pour that shit on her head. Yeah. There's not a bad shot in that movie. Like it's just so iconic. Like every bit of it is just cool. Just that scene of her walking down the street, covered. In, that's right out of like Hammer vampire movies. Like the 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 undead vampire girls walking from the grave in the street, and they're like all walking. Mm. Like it's just a really cool visual. Mm. But it kept getting, and even when she was like, when she made that kid fall off his bike, like all that visual uh, goodness kind of got downplayed by the the wonky little, you know, kind of, oh, she's using her powers yeah. noise. It's like, it just kind of took me out of it. Cause it was it, like a... Yeah, it was almost like the psycho sound. It was a psycho. Yeah, it was essentially, sound, yeah. a, they did a psycho. It's very interesting that they included the psycho score. Uh, mm-hmm. reference in the movie. Uh, that's a choice, you know? Yes. I think my biggest problem is they didn't really establish... Uh, I guess I don't. it's me. But they, <laughs> they had this mom who is clearly a zealot, <laughs> right? She's over the top, man. And they never really established what religion she is. But they kind of pulled from all different kinds of religions to create her religion. Like it's very, I it's kind of like a, I guess I don't I don't know how to say it. like that statue in the closet of Jesus, but he's shot with arrows, which is more like Saint. Uh, there's a saint who Saint who, Sebastian. Sebastian. So it's like, but he's Christ on the cross. Is he? But or he's was covered he in arrows. Sebastian? I couldn't tell. But no, they just wanted to mirror. Mm-hmm. They wanted to mirror her mother. So Which I create, think was a really dumb choice. Right. And I'm just like, either make it Jesus or don't. But don't like make this weird like uh, Joe Boo yeah. statue. I mean, maybe <laughs> they couldn't get the copyrights for Jesus. You know what I mean? Maybe I they didn't want to ruin the RoboCop thing, so they had to wait. It's maybe, possible. Maybe. I don't know. But I just, I, it, to me, that threw me off a little bit. Like, in The Exorcist, you're, you're, you're seeing, you know what religion everybody is. You oh, know yeah. The, you know the verbiage. You feel connected because mm-hmm. it's it's out of real you know wording. Yes. With this, I was just like, okay, not only is she a zealot, but she seems like cultish because you don't even know what she's pushing. She talks about certain things that are familiar, but then her behavior and what the house, like they had the Last Supper. Uh, yeah. So it's definitely Christian, but it's like the way she talks and the yeah, way the statues and her, and are. The book was clearly the Bible. I. Th- I but think it's, it seemed it like, said Holy Bible on it. Yeah, but it seemed like there's a bit of Protestant in there. There's a bit of Catholic. There's a bit of like different religions in this one household. Yeah, she's and they never really used that. Like I think that that would have made her powers and and the the struggle a lot more interesting if if they nailed down uh where her mother was coming from and why. I mean, you kind of I don't think maybe it was a choice to to make it more amb- ambiguous. make it more ambiguous so that it didn't seem okay. like we were demonizing a certain yeah but it was religion. was it 74 they didn't give a shit uh, <laughs> they called everybody out back then maybe it, was, that, it didn't matter maybe that's true too yeah. i don't know back then it was like this is it this is yeah we're we're going to make them you know, Episcopal or whatever, and that's it. Like, I think in The Omen, they establish religion, right? Well, in, in The Omen, you have to. Yeah, so it's in like... The, in The Exorcist, you have to. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in this... It just seemed more cartoony. This, it seemed cartoony. She's not... Uh, I wouldn't... I mean, I'm, I'm going to go out here on a limb and judge her real quick. Okay. She's not a good Christian. No. Right? Not at all. Okay, so... She put that money in her pocket real quick, though. <laughs> yeah she's like where's my tin box (laughs) (laughs) so like pay me to go away you know so i you know i don't i don't know i don't really care like what she is or what she thinks or like what her you know quote unquote religion is like what religion she belongs to because whatever religion she's practicing she's doing it wrong she's doing it wrong she's doing it wrong like yeah clearly I think it just would have helped her daughter's quote unquote possession or her 
daughter's gift or whatever a little bit more if you knew more of a back. I mean, with with The Exorcist, you know the name of the demon. You know you know oh, a dude, lot going this on. This movie does not compare yeah. to The Exorcist. So it's the Exorcist like, might be the greatest horror movie of all yeah. time. One of them, but yeah. like involving religion, right? It's that's a good one, and The Omen's the other one. Like these are major. But this had the potential to be like The Omen. That whole, I guess. that whole not knowing, like that was the greatest part about the omen. Is there even a like? Well, you I don't, don't even. It could have been the dad being crazy and like. Yeah. And I I like that not proven thing that could have happened in this movie where when she dies, and you know basically collapses the house on her and her mother. Was there any religion involved? Was she possessed? Which like yeah, I like the fact that there's no there's a lot of questions. But I think that for a movie, they could have just taken an extra 20 minutes, make it a two-hour movie, and, and really given you more meat so you gave a shit more about what was going on. It just seemed very fast. Yeah, it, I don't... I it was think like that, porkies. I think in this in this movie, it was uh, like religion was used as a tool to get to mom is crazy and abusive. Mm-hmm. That's yes. it. Just mom is crazy and abusive. So... You know, see. So the other cameo that I brought up, well, was? it's not really a cameo, but <laughs> I I forgot she was in it. You remember Ferris Bueller's Day Off, right? See, the principal Rooney's, yep, sidekick, the receptionist, mm-hmm. is like a teenage girl in this movie. Well, all of them were like forty, but <laughs> she was a student, and I'm like looking at her, I'm like, oh my god, it's Mrs. Poole who was on TV. It was a uh, I can't remember what the show was, but she was Mrs. Poole on that. But I only know her from her being older. It's like just seeing her as a as an old lady or or someone's grandmother. Which one's or mother. Mrs. Poole? Uh, she had she had like big glasses. She wasn't one of the like the the mean girls. She was, but she was part of that group that was getting punished. But she had a couple featured lines and stuff, and I kept seeing her. I was like, oh my god, like just somebody else that kind of becomes something way bigger. This was like probably one of her first movies as well. Okay, and she really had a Barb vibe. Mm-hmm. Uh, you remember Barb from Stranger Things? Yes. Uh, so when she popped up, my wife and I watched this a couple of days ago to prepare for the show, and I was like, "Hey, look, Barb vibes." She's like, "Oh my god, it's Barb." So yes, definitely more of this in Stranger Things. Mister Fromm in this movie is played by an actor named Sidney Lasick or Lasick. You don't know him by name. But and this this might put Carrie into a another like mind blowing timeline uh, thing. He's one of the teachers. He's like a heavy set dude with brown hair. You've seen him before in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest mm-hmm. as one of the mental patients named Cheswick. Cheswick. Yeah. Now here's the thing that blows my mind. Carrie comes out the year after Cuckoo's Nest. Wow. That's weird to me for some reason. There's something about the way that Carrie feels as like a modern, you know, it feels like a proto 80s movie. Cuckoo's Nest to me is like, I don't know, it it seems out of time in 75. It seems older than that. Mm. And so to know that they go back to back, it's kind of like when we found out that The Shining and Friday the 13th are the same year, you know? Like, mm. certain things yeah, just don't insane. feel like they belong together on the same timeline. It's like two different, completely different genres. Yeah. yeah. It's just one of those things where it's like, oh, it doesn't seem like Was it should the, be. The, the teacher uh, reading the poetry? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But I think the difference is uh, Cuckoo's Nest is like Kubrick quality movie making oh, yeah. it's like 12 angry men you yeah. know everybody even the guy who has no lines is killing killing it with his yes. lines like he's standing there silent and you want to watch 10 minutes of his movie and this is kind of like just kind of almost like an after school special you know student film kind of feel although it's 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 well made and the shots are awesome and it just has a more rushed less character-driven feel. So it's two different yeah. movies, even though they came out think, a year apart. I think that um, I should probably I should probably watch it again for the like the cinematography aspect of it because I think I was getting hung up on, like, I, I, was, I think I was getting hung up on acting and even 
there was like a lot of audio inconsistencies mm-hmm. and like weirdness. So, and, and it was just like, I don't know. Like I said, I think it just suffers from being done in the seventies, yeah. but they're like, it's, I mean, and I know it's hard to get good audio outside, but like when they're in when they're doing the, uh, the detention and everyone's exercising, there is, there's a, a very stark difference between the shots where you see the teacher, you see the front of the teacher, like the camera's facing her, and then the camera is behind her in other parts of that outside. And the audio is so starkly different mm. between those two. Kind of throws you out. It, I mean, for me, I'm just like, this, is, this movie sucks. Hi, this is Dan and Post. I just wanted to take this opportunity to remind you that George is in a punk rock band, and we know audio fidelity is the number one concern of every punk rocker. You know, and also the acting was, I don't want to say like it was terrible, but it was just like, it reminded it me a lot of, of like over the top, yeah. kind of stagey. It's like prom night. Kind of. Yeah. Oh, like almost like Disney acting where it's like over the top reactions. Yeah. And like, oh, what do you mean? And like, I think like everything that, is just And over. I think that ju- I probably just completely overlooked all of the fantastic cinematography, yes. which, which there is a with lot of. De Palma is, is, you know, I think Sissy's basic. Thing, so. It does a good job in this movie for what she's given. Who she? I think the she's mom. Carrie. The oh, mom Carrie. is good too, although it's over the good. top. Uh, it is. It's definitely over. She's top. like two steps away from uh, Nicholas Cage. No, I was thinking the the mom from uh, that movie that Aaron likes. Oh, uh, the, oh yeah, the aunt from uh, Sleepaway Camp. Yeah, yeah. Sleepaway yeah camp. She's like two steps away from Sleepaway Camp. <laughs> she's bad. Are you sure? Uh, uh. Um. Yeah, but also, uh, I think they were directed to act that way. I know exactly. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, meh. Like, is it a good movie? Like, I is it a masterpiece? No. Like, is it a movie like everyone really needs to see if they haven't? Yeah, it is. I think about a movie like Halloween, where you have these same kind of characters, mm-hmm. some of the same actors, same actors. <laughs> You're getting phenomenal performance out of Curtis. Yep. And you're getting the PJ Souls. Go get me a beer. Like she just doesn't she does she's playing a character. Yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis is 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 being. She's that character. She is that person. Right. That's who the movie is centered yeah, around anyway. She's not acting. She's being. PJ Souls is acting. She has a line. She's like, oh, my line is go get me a beer or see anything you like. How many different ways can I say that? And Annie and is not acting at all. So and it, Annie's not acting at all. <laughs> so it's like, uh, <laughs> you know, when you watch, uh, uh, what, what was the boyfriend's name in Halloween? The one that gets stuck to the wall. I don't know. That's a good uh, question. I don't know that the often. Stuck to the wall guy. Whatever the hell his name was. But yeah. he had that same ability that PJ Souls had where like when he says delivers a line you can tell he sat down and said okay I'm going to say it like this and then I'm going to try it like this and they're going to use the best one right as opposed to the person that's being the part and whatever comes out is magic and that's what gets kept right that's when I talk about acting that's the difference so when I watch this movie you can see who's doing the one thing and who's doing the other I think Amy Irving and Sissy Spacek are doing good acting. I think the teacher's kind of in the middle. She has her moments where she's like, she's at 11. Mm, yeah. Um, but then she has some kind of intimate discussions that are pretty good acting. Yeah. And then you get like the, I would say, what was the, what was the chick from uh, RoboCop? Oh, Nancy, Nancy Allen. Allen. She had a lot of good moments, but I think playing off of she had a lot of pressure she had to be the bad guy mm-hmm. she had to be the mastermind she had to be conniving and evil and this and that but she didn't she couldn't be the level of carrie like they had to make someone bad enough to to do something shitty to this girl but in the end she needs to be more evil she needs to be more of a of a, a crescendo of crazy so I think they both did a good job of doing that. Travolta kind of brings Nancy Allen about down a bit. I don't know. You know, the thing about John Travolta in this movie, if this was the first and only time I'd seen him, 
I would have thought on the face of it that he was just some dumb guy that they got because he was handsome. Mm-hmm. Like he right. he embodies that part so strongly. Yes. That when you see him in other stuff later, you're like, oh, wait, was he good this whole time and I just didn't realize it? Yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. Because he does, he does handle roles in the future that you're like, oh, wow, he is a good actor. And I think with this, he was, they might have filmed this right around they were doing Welcome, Welcome Back Hotter. Like, it's not too far off. And he's playing Vinny Barbarino. That's it, completely, that's who he's playing. And it's right. almost like too much. He's TV acting too much. Yeah. So it kind of, it shows through. But Dan's right. It's, he's doing what he's supposed to do. He's playing that douchey, you know, the guy who's going to bring the blood to the dance, you know, go knock cows over in the field. That he's just a douche. Like, you need that guy to be the douche. And he was. But he was just kind of TV acting a bit. So it sticks out when he does it. But he's still, I think he was playing the part he was given. And this is his first major film role, too. So, I mean, he's coming out of the gate pretty strong here with Mm -hmm. a performance that it would have fooled me if I hadn't seen him in other stuff. Yeah. And and the boy that takes her to the dance, I thought he was pretty good, too. Needs a haircut. He was was okay. I I couldn't really get a read on him. Um, like as far as like, well, he's gonna come up a lot more. I can't I tell if his future. can't. I mean, is it weird that like I can't tell if his hair is real or not? It was real. That's the way it, it looks weird. Then. He had the yeah. same hair in another movie where he got to bang Beverly D'Angelo. So, oh, nice. Uh, well, isn't know. he the one that becomes the greatest American hero? I think you're right. Yeah. So he has that haircut in the '80s when he plays the superhero too. Who? Yeah, that's him. La- he can't land. He can fly, but he can't land. Oh, well, that's so, cool. Yeah, that's that's. He's fun. actually pretty funny. He, he's 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 a good guy, and he comes up in a movie called House, which he really does a good job in that movie as he, well. I I really liked him in the scene where they're trying to explain, uh, to the lady teacher, the gym teacher. Oh yeah. Why they're doing what they're doing, <laughs> and he's just like, he I got I got to get the practice, and and she's like, well, you no, like you're not going anywhere until we figure this out, and then like he's just literally just sitting there. Listening to like but his the reactions, ladies go back and forth. Acting. That that's yeah. what I'm saying. That was his like shining moment where yeah. like he's just stuck between two ladies arguing and he can't leave. <laughs> like that was he played great that very acting. Well. It was really really good. Almost like he'd been there before. Yeah, twenty years ago. Because <laughs> <laughs> he looked like he was like at least thirty eight. Well, but, and he's so funny because all I see when I see him is Jason Garrett, the former coach of the Cowboys. <laughs> mm, they have the same face. True. And so I just yeah. keep thinking, like, oh yeah. my god, Jason Garrett with too much he hair, does. like that's funny. Maybe that's maybe that's uh, one of the reasons why I couldn't get a read on him. I'm like, I you know, I want to punch this guy in the face, but I don't know why. That's yeah. why. But he's acting if, so well. I don't want. Why do I want to punch him in the face? If so you much? ever see a movie called uh, "She's All That," I've heard of that. Okay, that kind of is the the quintessential '90s teen movie. They actually lampoon it a few times when they make the teen movie not another teen movie kind of yeah thing that whole makeover of a girl to make her popular for a bet kind of thing like the, okay. the the jocks make a bet yeah pick that girl pick whoever and i'll turn them into a popular girl right the guy in this movie in that movie is paul walker he plays like the the guy that makes the bet okay and this guy in, in Carrie, he plays it so well, but he's so ahead of his time because that kind of movie didn't even exist yet. Yeah. Uh, maybe in the 80s you got something, a little bit of that feel, that whole make a bet, popular kids making a bet, turn some wallflower into a popular girl. Yeah. And that's kind of like what they did here. It's kind of what what they did here. This is more wholesome, you know, because yeah. he's actually just doing it for his girlfriend. But they do it in the right way where you you're not sure if they're in on it. I mean, that, you, that is true. You, you do don't, know. You don't know that until the very, very end. Like, even when she's trying to get to the dance, Amy Allen, or uh, not Amy Allen, um, <laughs> I went to school with Amy Allen. Hi, if you're listening. Hi, Hi Amy uh, Allen. <laughs> the uh, Nancy Allen character, when Amy Irving's character goes to the dance, like, she's trying to get to the dance. She's like, all right, I'm going to go out when yeah. she's home eating. Where are you going? Out. Like, yeah. she still is kind of acting like she wants to witness the blood incident. Yeah, so you don't know. Right. You think the boyfriend is legit, but then he says something like, because you like my poem, 
even though I didn't write it. Like he, it, he gets real dicky really yeah. fast, and then you're like, wait, is he in on it too? And then you, and then like he kisses her, and it's like, why is he yeah. doing that if he's just like doing a favor? Yeah, and it's like, is he really just trying to like make this girl's like night night really great? But they did a really good job of actually turning them into the the heroes. Yeah, and then they just get taken out just like everybody else because they're well the Amy Amy. Uh, Amy Irving I, does not get taken out. Yeah, the, I would say God, that Amy teacher Irving rocks. So, oh, jeez. Yeah. yeah, it was good. Um, no, I say that Amy Irving gets. She there's gets consequences the for yeah. her too, even though she tried to do. But in the end, she tried to do the right thing. The right thing. She's still haunted. Right. Basically, I think the remake that came out in the mid two thousands. I don't remember. Maybe two thousand twelve. It came out. Okay. Uh. Or maybe later, maybe 2015, but it's it's it kind of plays into that more. It's more of a horror movie than this was. It's more like Final Destination. Like they play up everything that they don't play up in the in the original. So everything is uh, kicked up a notch in the remake. It's not it's not a good movie. Okay, but it at least modernizes a lot of the behavior, so it doesn't feel so 70s. Ish. Okay. I don't know if I recommend it. But eh, it's for later. I think you'd need to see a few other things before to really get the full context of that remake. See. A couple of real kick ass movies, if you know what I mean. Mm hmm. Oh, yeah. My other hang up is the beginning. Like you said, it opens with the shower. Mm -hmm. I know the either the writer or the director's point was to start the movie the way it ends covered in blood <laughs> like okay but i i felt like that was a jarring introduction to these people and i it really didn't feel enough for any of them and they try to get you to feel for carrie but you're already in this weird <laughs> situation where it's like they turned her into not only is she someone who's uh so innocent that she doesn't understand what's going on, but they almost make her. Uh, you never saw Nell, but there was a movie called Nell with <laughs> with uh, um, <laughs> Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster plays this woman who basically grew up in the woods, like she had no interaction with people. Okay, she couldn't speak, and okay. she just has like this own language she created. And it's like like it's just like so off the charts crazy, and they turned carry into that in the very beginning like she she doesn't know why she's bleeding but she was acting like she didn't even know what blood was like it was just like the next level of yeah of ignorance like yeah. i know her mother wouldn't teach her about her menstrual cycle but she should at least be able to vocalize that she's bleeding and i know they're making fun of her and they're throwing tampons at her like it was just a very jarring introduction to all these people that i think just maybe one scene showing her home life first yeah, would, but would maybe should, you'll but you never don't want, forget you want to the beginning of this movie. No, you don't. You don't. But for not a good reason for me personally. Yeah. Um. Although the nudity was nice. <laughs> yeah. Her. Yeah. That. It was just a weird introduction to characters. The, the introduction scene, the locker room scene, the the you know all that, all that stuff that happened with Carrie and everyone, and yeah, you're right. It 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 wasn't. It was it was done in a really weird way because they wanted to and start here's with the blood. thing like That's I yeah I and I know that like the actor who played Carrie is good because when she got home and like she's trying to have a conversation with her mom and she keeps saying like you should have told me like yeah like, let that, me know that was such a good like <sighs> she was good yeah like she's a good actor you know what makes her a great actor she's great the fact she did that opening scene in the nude. Yeah. And acted like she was fully clothed. Like it was it had to be uncomfortable. Yeah. To do a scene like that, completely nude. Pretty much an introduced character uh actress. She hadn't done much before. Yeah. And she's doing some crazy next level uh, acting in that group cuz none of those girls were doing that kind of level. No. And like just that whole like that whole scene with the teacher and she's like clutching at her like there was a lot going on there yeah and she doesn't let go of that the whole movie 
she's on point the whole movie. Yeah. There might be one or two times where she kind of did could have done something else, but I, I, I have no complaints about her acting in this movie at all. It just got better and better. Yeah, I don't either. And just to show her finally be normal at the dance was a, a great transition in one hour. Like, like it was yeah. a pretty quick transition. Yeah. And and then to watch her go from zero to a hundred. And I like how she made the transformation herself too. Yeah. And I like how she made her own dress. She, yeah, she made her own dress, and she figured out her makeup. And James Gum would have been happy. Yep, it's really nice dress. <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> and and I love the conversations that she had with her mom. About, I'm going. I'm going to the yeah, dance. Yeah. Yeah. About 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 going, and she's like trying to convince them that like convince her, her mother that like he's a nice guy he's mm-hmm. a nice boy like you'll like him he agreed to come meet you and she's like not having it no, she's having a freaking coronary like <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know her i know that woman <laughs> do you <laughs> well how do we open the show that woman <laughs> is the reason why i haven't seen any movies <laughs> <laughs> Your mother was not that bad. No, she's not that yeah. bad. No, I'm but saying back like, then, like, but it was it was very hard to explain to her that it's not that bad. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's yes. a movie about a certain subject, but it's really not that big of a deal if we just let us yes. watch it. No, no, she's not having it at all. Right. And, uh, and and I think I mean I think you're just you're just trying to be nice to my mom. This will be the one episode your parents listen to, by the way. Just Probably. <laughs> I know you're trying to be really nice to my, uh, to my mom, but like I there I mean yes I from my childhood, this mother, as bad as she is, and my mother isn't as bad as this this mother. She reminds me a lot of my mother. Hmm. Like now, if it was just if that character was just played by Jamie Lee Curtis, like, that would have been amazing. Like, do you remember when the mother first like experienced uh, Carrie's like power, mm. like her powers, quote unquote? And like, is that her, when she shuts the windows? Yes, mm. and immediately it was just like, "This is from the devil," mm-hmm. right? Now, was that before or after she turned into a giant panda? Bong. So I haven't seen Turning Red because I'm a a 37 year old man. But uh, my wife watched it with my daughter. uh, And so when we were watching Carrie, my wife just keeps going, Oh, so Turning Red is just Disney Carrie. I'm like, I I guess so. Absolutely is. Cool. I never saw Turning Red, but I know the, the premise. Yeah. But like, I remember the day that I left my parents' house, I didn't leave on good terms. No, you didn't. Right? Mm hmm. Like to the point where like my mother and f- like I like got in my truck to like back out of the driveway and my Sounds dad's like, a country like song. standing behind my truck so that I can't move it. Right? Oh, and wow. I literally got out and I was like, I'll walk, dude. Like, I, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And I'm like walking across my front lawn to like walk away from this house that I can't stand to be in anymore. That you grew up in. That I grew mm-hmm. up in. And my mother is trying to tell me like that this is the devil doing this mm-hmm. to our family, and I'm like, and I'm trying to tell my mom like, no, it, I, I'm a grown ass man, and I'm just leaving my home. Mm. That's it. Like, yeah, I they're remember, all I gonna laugh at you. You know what I mean? So <laughs> like, gonna laugh at you. so like, you know, you're. I know you're trying to be nice to my mom, but like, oh, I have some stories if you th- want me to this, get into them. Like, <laughs> there is, there are some parallels here. <laughs> There's a uh, there's a saying uh, in Philly sports radio. Uh, there's a uh, an announcer or a, like a a DJ that also an- announces hockey, right? Right. And he says with his kids because his kids are great. And is it Morgani? Uh, I forget which one. It is. I think it's Al Morgani. Yeah. He says you call it early and you let it go late. Call it like yeah. a hockey game. If, you know, if you're refing a hockey game, your kids are young. Call it early. Do something that they do something that you don't like. Like cut it, like nip it right in the bud. Mm-hmm. Like make sure that they're they're good early, and then like when they get older, they might make give stupid more, decisions. Yep. But guess what? You it's know, their decisions. You let it go, and you just give because more advice, and you let it go. You let it go. You 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 call it early, and you let it go late. It carries a product of not calling it early, or actually calling it too early. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, I don't not know. calling it at all. But not yeah, like, it yeah, it's yeah, it's a thing. It's it's a good movie to. To learn how not to parent. (laughs) 
Yeah. I don't have a closet in my house with a statue of a, a arrow riddled Jesus. But um that was so weird. That had illuminated eyes. Illuminated, <laughs> illuminated eyes, eyes were amazing. Yeah. And I know that they wanted like the 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 you know the arrows in the Jesus statue to like mirror the Knives. kitchen utensils yeah. that were in the mother at the end. Yeah. Like in the hands. But it didn't make sense as someone torso. who's religious. I'm like, that's not Jesus. Like, what are we doing? It's like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Jesus you know wasn't interesting, nailed to though, a plank. I, I'm just now kind of putting this together as I... I'm not I'm not a super carry expert. I've only seen it probably three times ever. Uh, but, you know, you could potentially have a backstory, and I think it would be valid based on what they give you in the movie, that... You know, Carrie as a child might start exhibiting these powers, mm-hmm. and the mother may descend into madness—the madness we see in this uh, movie—over the course of trying to rectify her daughter's abilities and whatever religious background she had to begin with. Like, yes, I can imagine an arc where a young two or three-year-old Carrie starts moving stuff with her mind, mm-hmm. and the father's gone, and it's just like a mother's collapse into insanity. And this is just the fruition of that. That to me would have been perfect. And then maybe it's there. I mean, it can be there. We just, it's kind of there, but I think it would have actually given the mother more character too, because she could have blamed herself. Like Carrie kind of blames her. He, your daddy left. Because you're fucking nuts. Like, right. You drove him out. You did it. Her performance is fantastic. Yes. Um, but her, the, like Dan's saying, like if they just gave you that extra 15, 10 minutes. I was going to say, backstory, how long would that take? Not Dan long described. at all. Just one, minutes? one flashback and or, you know, it could have been a flashback. It could have been like her inner room thinking or whatever. Yeah. And it would have given you that. It would have shown maybe the mother thought to herself, this is her punishment. She's got this demon child. This is now her punishment. Or she gets there uh, for maybe being a bad wife or like all these different things that could have given the mom more you would have seen her not gradual you know decline but just a couple situations where you understand why she became what she became so then it doesn't seem so just off out of the charts outlandish yeah her behavior like they never give you how she gets to that point i kind of like it without it though the ambiguity for this one is more fun but i like what you said I, i think that would be a good 10 minute addition to this movie that would give you more to carry because it is a movie called Carrie. Like it would have yeah. given you more of her as a, ch- just a one yeah. scene of her finding her, her power and not knowing how to deal with it. And obviously the mom not knowing how to deal with it. Cause they kind of do that in the exorcist as well. Yes. Like the the they mom do. goes and sees psychiatrists and whatever. And she's like, really, she basically really well. is like, I'm at my end. I'm going to go see the priest because he seems to be the only one who knows what the hell's going on. Yeah. And these people are, are like doctorates. They can't tell me what's wrong with my daughter. So that, and that wasn't a long scene in the exorcist. I think it was maybe no. four minutes, five minutes, but yeah. you got all that from her because she's an amazing actress as well. Yes. And, and at the end of the day, the, the movie, the exorcist is not about the mother either. No, this movie isn't about the mother, but it does give you enough to make this, you know, to make that movie make sense. Yeah. Because of the scene in, in seven where, um. Uh, the what the hell's his name? Not Mills. Who's the other uh, Murtaugh? What's his name? The, Who? Morgan Freeman. When he's well, you couldn't remember Morgan Freeman's name. I couldn't remember Morgan. Oh my god! <laughs> when he's in the library and he's putting all the shit together with the uh, the divine uh, tragedies yeah. and all, like he's he's sitting there and he's looking at all these. It only was like a minute or two. Of him compiling all that information. Yeah. But it gave you so much about him. Yeah. And if they just showed Carrie in the library, she's so unfocused about so, uh, socializing and people. Because she's, she's not a unattractive person. She's no. actually probably one of the most beautiful people in that school when you look at her. When she's all cleaned up at the dance, like she blew half those girls away. Yeah. Um, they could have shown her more of a recluse because she didn't know what was fucking wrong with her. And maybe the school that was full of kids that that maybe experienced some weird shit with her, and they don't know what's wrong with her, so they treat her the way they do, because she doesn't come off as the kind of student that would be the target. She's just a quiet kid, like she was. So show her 
again, doing that one minute research or whatever and discovering. They kind of show it. She kind of do. But they don't give you enough because I guess because I'm, I'm angry about it because she is the best actress in this movie and they didn't give her enough to play with to where I just wanted to see her. I really didn't give a shit about all the other things going on because I just knew what they were. They wanted the end result. They wanted her at that dance so they could humiliate her. And they didn't spend enough time with that character who was the best actress in the movie. So I just, it frustrated me because I was like, they're, you know, with 20 more minutes, you would have gotten so much more of her and you would have really felt. I agree. For both those characters, the mother and, and her. Which you get in a few movies in the future. It's something with Stephen King stories where you're constantly getting these dynamic characters that have these moments. But in the movies, sometimes the directors and or the writer does not give you what that character deserves. And I think that's why it's frustrating when you see a Stephen King movie and you read the book and everybody always says, oh, the book was better. There's only maybe one or two Stephen King movies that you're like, oh, wow, I like the book, but that movie was pretty awesome. The Shining. Yeah, yeah, The Shining. Although Stephen King hates The Shining. Listen. Because it's not his book. Agree to disagree (laughs) with that one. What, you agree with him or you agree with me? I agree to disagree with Stephen King because I like the movie right. The Shining way no, better than the book. I like, yes. George, next week, I yes. think we should watch a movie. What do you say? Uh, We could. Yeah. We can do that. Okay. George, uh, let's let Travis tell you what you're watching next week. Oh, wait. Before before <gasps> we do this. There's oh, one, you're going to give it a rating? There's one last thing. <laughs> last week when you told me what I was watching. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I referred to a movie that happened in a junkyard yes. or like a mechanic shop. I don't remember the female's name that starts with C that is that movie. But it, it is a movie. It is a movie. What was it called? Catherine or Catherine. something? Yes, is that Catherine. what it is? Yes. Okay. So when you Nailed said it. Carrie, I was thinking, oh, okay. They're showing me that movie that... that that yes, the we'll Halloween whatever <laughs> was based off of, and you guys are like, no. This nope. week we will be watching Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, so like, I was way off. Samsonite. But was I really? Samsonite. I was way <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was, yes. Well, and Samsonite. Catherine is not a De Palma movie. It's a different no. director. Sure. Well, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know anything, so. Yeah. Sure. But when you said Carrie, I was like, oh, isn't that the movie that they were talking about during Halloween? No. Yes, but no. not at all. So, uh, no, it's the one we were talking about during Friday the 13th, part seven. Uh, <laughs> yes. No, <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah. I, and I remember that conversation, too. Well, and as soon as she starts moving things with her mind, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's the reference to Friday the 13th. And then at the very end, I'm like, wait, that's the reference to Friday the yes, 13th. Yes, <laughs> Yeah. So, so they basically made Carrie versus Jason, yes, without paying for the rights of Carrie. They did <laughs> Carrie versus Jason. I love it. Yeah. So this week we'll be watching a movie called uh, Catherine. No, for real. We are going to watch. That'd be cool, Christine. 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 Oh no, it's not. It's <laughs> not you, Catherine. You motherfucker. It's Christine. <laughs> it's Christine. <laughs> I'm like, dude, it's another lady's yeah. name that starts to say. Yeah, All right. It's starring Al Pacino. Are we... It's called Christine. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, uh... Hello. Hello, Christine. Stop it. Because <laughs> say hello to my little Christine. You yeah. know when you tell me things, <laughs> mm-hmm. I have no choice to be- but but to believe You're you. Right. You're That's right. Because do I don't it. know anything. Yeah. So be nice to me. I'm basically like a little <laughs> carry here watching movies. You're right. And we if should... there's a if there's a lesson to be learned from this movie just don't fuck with Carrie it's to be be nice to weird people yes <laughs> why didn't you well, tell me sometimes we have to <laughs> throw tampons <laughs> at you though why yeah it's yeah it's no fun if we don't so, throw tampons yeah, at you I mean, first seriously we gotta throw a tampon once you in a while you guys suck <laughs> so yeah uh Christine uh yes, a movie Christine Christine, uh, Christine. I, you should watch it and we'll talk about it yeah I, I kinda can't wait cause Again, this is another movie I haven't seen in a while. Whether it holds up or not. You're going to have to like text me the right female name that starts with C. Because <laughs> I'm not going to remember. Yeah. Christine. Well, Christine. 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 All right. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, thank your listeners. George. Thanks, listeners. 
And I, I sometimes I feel like I should thank the listeners, and other times I feel like I should apologize to the listeners. <laughs> hmm. So I think tonight we should tell you. the listeners: if you run into George's parents, please don't tell them to listen to this episode. <laughs> thank, thank you, and I'm sorry. I've done enough therapy in my life to <laughs> that we're in a good place, and I really don't need them to listen to this episode. <laughs> Oh, I just man. celebrated my 30th anniversary with my wife uh, together. Congratulations. Thank you. And uh, yeah, the first the first eight, as we call it. Well, hold on. 30 years. Doozy. Yeah. 30 years. 30 years. And I'm 34. Okay, so you were five. So when I, you, you were five when I met four, you. Four, five. Four and yeah. a half, yeah. yeah. You, I put you to bed. Boom. <laughs> I read you stories. That's how long I've known this guy. <laughs> Hey, thank you for joining us on the Remedial Film Class podcast. As always, you can find us at facebook.com slash remedialfilmpod. We'll be back next week with the John Carpenter classic, Christine.